people. Hello, I'm Debbie Kitterman. And I'm Brandi Kitterman. And we are here to equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. And today we are talking about how he is in the whisper. Oh, that's a good one. How yeah. God is in the whisper. Yeah, I, I love this one because I think there's something important about kind of getting quiet um, and allowing God to to speak into you, you know, that I don't remember where it's from the scripture that says he's not in the fire. He's not in the winds and the earth shakes, but he's in the still small whisper. Um, you know, you expect these big moves of power and like, yes, God can do that. And that's fantastic. But the way that he speaks to us is it's intimate, you know, it's a whisper. It's it's yeah. sweet. That's good. Well, that's actually in First Kings chapter nineteen. That's the one. And in fact, that's where the Dare to Hear song comes from. Yeah. That. So when I started my ministry, oh my gosh, how many years ago is that? Like, I don't know. I, 12, I was 13. pretty young. You were pretty young. It was like two thousand seven that um, we launched with the Dare to Hear conference, and Graham Cook came to speak, and. Um, a really good friend got this song. Like God downloaded this song yeah. to them. And um, in fact, that's what we use for the intro and the outro music. So if you haven't mm. listened to the full thing, you need to listen to it because we play it at the end of every podcast episode yeah. is we put the full song there for you to hear. But that's really what it is. But, you know, um, we often miss God because he is in the whisper. This is what I used to say to people when I first began to understand that that God might be speaking to me, but I still kind of disqualified myself because I wasn't, um, I wasn't maybe, I didn't feel like I was spiritual enough or that I was good enough for God to speak to me. And I didn't see myself as special. I just saw myself as ordinary. Um, I used to say, if God was going to speak to me, then he needed to put it in like this big billboard sign. And then he would need to say to me, (laughs) Debbie, five miles ahead, turn right. And then when I do that, then he'd have another sign that says, go two miles ahead, and then you've reached your destination. With a neon flashing sign that said, You've arrived. You've arrived. And that's kind of the way that I felt that that God would speak to oh, me. Oh, I wish. Oh, <laughs> I so wish. Because that's kind of what I felt like. I, I read the Old Testament and I go, well, God would just say, hey, Samuel, what do you see? Hey, Amos, what do you see? Yeah. Hey, Jeremiah, what do you see? But, but really here, Elijah. Elijah, a prophet of God, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Elijah had some pretty awesome miracles, I would yeah. say. And and in those miracles, he ran. He got fearful. So you were talking about the passage of Scripture where it says that, that God um, wasn't in the earthquake and he wasn't in the wind and he wasn't in the fire, but he was in this still, small voice or the gentle right. whisper. So that whole story is here is God showing up on behalf of Elijah the prophet, and he kills the prophets of Baal, and then Jezebel comes out and says, I'm going to kill you because you killed all my people. And she's scared. And, or sorry, and he's scared. And he's scared. <laughs> but he literally just witnessed God kill the prophets of Baal. Yeah. Like a, a miracle, hello. And then, and not just, not just, I mean, God comes down, fire consumes the altar, right? And then mm-hmm. God gives Elijah supernatural strength to kill all the prophets of Baal. I mean, if God isn't for you, and if you don't hear from God, then I don't know what. But, <laughs> but here it is, and this is I this is 
I love Elijah and Elisha. Like if you've read my book, you know this. This is this is kind of a pivotal foundation story for me of how God could take someone ordinary like Elisha, but yet call him into operating in the prophetic. And here's Elijah, the prophet of God, who does this amazing thing. And then he's running for his life because he's afraid. And he runs and he goes up on the mountaintop and he goes in the cave and he's hiding. Yep. And God comes and says, make yourself ready, Elijah, because I'm going to come visit you. Right? And then there's the wind and it says, but God wasn't in that. And then there's the earthquake, but God wasn't in that. And then there's the fire, but God wasn't in that. Now, it's interesting because if you think about it, like think about it, Brandy, like why would Elijah think that God was in the fire? Like why would God be in the fire? Well, didn't he consume the altar with his fire? He did. So I don't. it's also just like fire is all-consuming. It's so powerful. Yeah. And it also, God has a history of showing up in fire. Like when he led the children of Israel through the desert at night, he appeared as a pillar of fire. fire. And then how did he show up to Moses? Burning bush. The burning bush. So here, Elijah has this history of God showing up in fire. But yet it says that God wasn't in the fire. Even to him, you know? Right. With consuming the altar. Consuming the altar. Right, like he just witnessed this. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a, a mind association of... Oh, God's going to show up in fire every time. Yeah, because that's the way that he showed up. And so, and then you look at the earthquake and the wind, and, and you can see that too. So the wind, like, how did the Red Sea part when it was time for God's people to come? Like, I think the wind came. And so these are things that that God had a history of showing up in. Yeah. And so it's logical that Elijah would look at these things and go, oh, that's God. Because he showed up that way before. Right. But here's the thing about God is he doesn't like to just do things the same. Yeah. I kind of appreciate that about him. I do too. He keeps us on our toes. He keeps us on our toes. And, you know, I'm the type of person that will go home a different route that I came to a place. (laughs) She will. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to go home by the same route that I left home by. And so I'm constantly wanting to change things up. Although I'm not a big fan of change, I'm getting better about that, but there are certain things that I don't like change. But in this passage of scripture in 1 Kings chapter 19, it says that God is in the whisper. And I think that's how come we miss it. Yeah. I think that's how come we miss it. And I know we're going to talk about this in an upcoming episode in 1 Samuel chapter 3 when God spoke um, to Samuel for the first time. But I always think it when God speaks to us, it's just going to be earth shattering or we're going to know. Right. But really, it's in those quiet moments. It's when, okay, it's when I'm in the shower. <laughs> okay, yes, that is super true for you. For me, it's when I'm alone at the dock by the lake. That is a great place you for know? God to speak. Or... Just recently, I had this, I was standing doing the dishes when I was taking care of Poppy. I was caring for my dad, right? And so I was standing at the sink doing the dishes after a long day. And um, I was helping to care for my dad because he was going through some health stuff. And I'm doing the dishes and the Lord whispered this phrase to me about the faucet. You know, and, and I mean, I wrote a blog post about it, but it was like, he was like, you know, you adjust the flow of the spirit moving in your life, just like you adjust the flow of the water flowing out of that faucet. 
I was like, what? Like totally unrelated to my mindless washing dishes and cleaning the kitchen and getting ready to go to bed. Out of nowhere, in the whisper, God shows up and he begins to speak. I think it's it's the moments, one, where we least expect, but also when we are still. Yeah. And and waiting. And I know I know the word the Lord gave you a word, uh, maybe it was last year, of be still. Yeah. Um, and and really just seeking his presence and kind of understanding who he is and figuring out, um, you know, really hearing the Lord in the moments of quiet. Yeah. Um, getting yourself away from the hustle and the bustle and all the noise, um, even of your daily life, you know, mm-hmm. just taking time to to listen for the whisper. Yeah. And and it's so true. I am a doer, not a beer. It's true. So being still yeah. is really hard for me. But um, I was sitting out on the deck one day, and this hummingbird, hummingbird. came by and I was like oh hummingbird and I like moved too quickly and of course what did it do it scared it off right right? and so it came back though just a a few minutes later and was fluttering around the flowers that we had there on the deck and I heard the Lord whisper to my heart be still and I was like okay and then another one came and I actually was able to take my phone and take a picture of it because I was moving <laughs> and being really still, but it wasn't easy for me. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, especially today, in today's society, we pack our schedules so full, so full. that we actually schedule in time with God and we give him 10 minutes or 15 minutes out of our day. I'm guilty. Guilt- I'm guilty. Guilty. I'm guilty of it. Instead of having this ongoing conversation and looking for him in those moments, you know, it drives my family crazy, but I don't like to listen to music in the car unless I'm going on like long <gasps> trips. But if I'm around town, I like it to be silent. Why? So that I can pay attention if God is speaking. But when they get in the car with me, they music. do not want it to be silent. Music's going on. That's right. But I think we need to we need to train ourselves, right? Yeah. Because today's society is all about the flash and the show and how quick can we make it happen. And you know, when Elijah was on that mountaintop, he was desperate to hear from God. He was fearful. He was running for his life. Like, in fact, God said, "What are you doing up here?" And he said, "Uh, you should read it in 1 Kings chapter 19. This is Debbie paraphrase, but it's like God, did you just not see that um, Jezebel wants to kill me? And so I'm all alone, and I am your man, God, but she wants to kill me. So I had to run for my life like I'm afraid. And God basically had this come-to-Jesus moment, really, <laughs> right, with, with Elijah. And he says, I actually have a remnant of prophets hidden away. Do you think you're the only one? And... You just, he just saw this amazing thing. Yeah. And yet you're fearful. And then God says, stop your pity party. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You're not the only one. Now get up and go back the way you came because I have someone for you to anoint. And that's when Elisha comes into the story. But it was in that gentle whisper that God delivered that message to Elijah. And it goes back to what we talked about too, that we have to... Take time to be with the Lord and not be afraid of what he's going to say to us. Yeah. 
And it's in those moments that he will reveal his heart and his nature and his character to us and that he will speak to us and he will show us. He's in the whisper. Yeah. I think a lot of times he speaks to me in the music, mm-hmm. which is why I love music. Yeah. Um, so I, I find myself um, listening more when I have something soft in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like uh, he, he just makes himself known to me. Mm-hmm. Because there's already noise, and yeah. so I'm focusing on the whisper. It's like my my dad um, does this, yeah. and as soon as we start whispering, because we don't want him to hear, he listens, right? And I think I think yeah. that's kind of kind he of has like some good hearing. He too. does, he does. But I think that that's how we need to train ourselves to be. That's true. That's you a know, good point. Of, I like that of listening, and and when we hear the whispering, we tune in, and it's kind of like an immediate thing, um, and like. My dad can hear us from the other room. He can hear us when he's upstairs. <laughs> he can hear us when we're, And we're like, we're literally whispering to each other. And he's upstairs in bed. And there's no way he can possibly hear us because we're whispering. But he but does. But he does. And if we were to say the exact same things and to not whisper it, he wouldn't have paid attention. He wouldn't have paid attention. But he recognizes the tone of the whisper. And I think this goes back to recognizing... Um, you know, the sheep hear and know my voice. And the voice of another they won't follow. Exactly. And so really starting to recognize this is what God's voice sounds like. This is his tone of voice. This is the whisper that I know. Yeah. You know, like the voice of my, I know the voice of my father. That's good. And I will trust that. That Um, is good. It's just kind of training yourself to do that. And I found that having music on for me does that, but it sounds like, no music for you. No is music best. for me because I get caught up in the music. Although <laughs> well, that happens too. Although there are times when I will want to set the tone yeah. of um, my time with the Lord with music, especially if I am having a hard time coming to peace with inside myself. Mm-hmm. Or if there's a decision that I need to make and hear from God on what his decision would be for me, that I need to get my head out of the way. Yes. My emotions and, and, and my soul want to get in there. And really what I want is a clear path for my spirit to be in communication with God so I can hear. And so sometimes I will start with worship, but then I want to have it silent so I'm not caught away. Right. And it's kind of like, I don't understand. Like th- my family and I are so opposite. Like both of my kids <laughs> and my husband, when they're doing homework or they're working, they want or noise. They need noise. They want the TV. They want music. They want stuff. For me, it's so distracting. Like if I'm going to write, I need silence because I will get distracted by any little thing that comes along. And I think that that's what we need to understand is that God is in the whisper, that he's in those quiet moments and that it's okay for us to be quiet. It's okay for us to be still, you know, honestly, it's uncomfortable. It is super uncomfortable. Uncomfortable for people. Like at church, at church, we don't have silence and yeah. It, and it's like in between songs, there's no silence because it, it does, it gets really uncomfortable. But I I think yeah. sometimes those are the moments, I think we had a moment um, a few Sundays ago at church yeah. where at the end of worship, it was just silent and everybody was so quiet and the presence of God was so thick and you could just tell he was yep. in the silence, like he was in the whisper, like that, that moment yeah. of 
the entire room was silent and ready and waiting for him. Yeah. And he showed up. And he showed up. And and we did that too on purpose. Like I said, we're going to be quiet and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. But we need to allow God to speak to us when we're silent. And the testimonies after church service of people, of what God showed them, like mm. um, this one guy who just really struggles with his identity came forward and, and talked to um, pastor and said, I saw God handing me a crown and putting it on my head and calling me son. Wow. And I had somebody else who <laughs> who just was going through some relationship issues, and they said that God spoke a word, just one word to them, that they knew that they were supposed to focus on that and not what they were walking through. Wow. And it's so powerful that when we take those moments of silence or being still, that God will meet us and he will whisper to our hearts. Yeah. I think, I, I honestly think it all comes down to giving the Lord space to come, you know, getting uncomfortable in the silence, not being afraid mm-hmm. to be alone with yourself in the quiet yeah, and just waiting for him to come. And it also comes with practice, right? Learning to hear his voice because yeah. the more you hear it, the more you're trained to know the yeah. voice of your father. And like I I was um listening to to someone speak and and they said I they were they were singing on stage, they were a worship leader, and they felt the Lord prompting them to go and put their hand on somebody's head. Mm. And they don't normally do that, and they said, but I did this time because I know the voice of my father. And I knew that is what he spoke to me in that moment. And, and just that confidence of knowing, like, I know the voice of my father. Like, I, I know what he sounds like. Yeah. I know what that whisper is like. Yeah, and, that, and that's so good, Brandy. I mean, it goes back to my sheep here and know my voice and the voice of yeah. another. We know the voice of our father. Yeah. We know those voices that are in our lives. And God, His Holy Spirit, and Jesus need to be as prevalent a voice in our life as anyone else. It's really good. I really like this topic of God being in the whisper. Yeah, that was a good one. That is good. Well, thank you guys for listening to Dare to Hear, the podcast, where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. I am Brandy Kitterman. And I am Debbie Kitterman. And if you have been encouraged by our podcast at all, whether on YouTube or the podcast, if you would download it, would you leave us a review? And would you also share it with your friends on social media Mm -hmm. so that we can get the word out about this? Because this is such an important topic that people learn to dare to hear the voice of God. That's right. If you guys want to submit a topic or any questions you have about hearing from God or anything like that, um, shoot us an email at info at dare, the number two, here.com. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we would. We really would love to hear from you. If you guys haven't heard yet, my mom (laughs) did a thing. She did did a thing. thing. I did a thing. Uh, I'm actually really proud of her. I love this book. She, She wrote a book. She is published. So um, if you guys like what you hear, there's more of this. It goes deeper. She goes really far into hearing the voice of God and how to hear the voice of God. 
Um, and it's, it's really beneficial. So I'm gonna leave a link for you guys down below. So please go check out her book. Back.